Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to the Variety Channel. I am your host, Melody Edmondson, and the name of my show is The Space of the Waste. We're going to be talking today with Prisma Gonzalez, who is a master here in Tucson, Arizona. She's a master hairstylist as well as colorist and an expert in nail technology. She's a nail technician also. She does many things. She has many, many, many artistic and creative talents. And I met her about 20 years ago and she's truly one of the most creative people I've ever met. She, and as I mentioned before, Annie Margarita, they're like cut from the same cloth. So I am going to let her talk today about uh, various face shapes and how she determines hairstyles for those faces and we'll also tie in the skin tones and hair color and she will also bring in a lot about the personality because Prisna is a person that I think has that sixth sense and she just being in the presence of her she will pick up on things about a person and their temperament and their personality and their lifestyle and what kind of hair actually correlates with that because nobody wants to look like they have hair that belongs on somebody else so today i'm introducing and turning the show over to prisma and prisma Hi, and welcome to Space of the Waste. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? I know we have the bio, but I'd like you to get into that a little bit. I think that'll help people get to know you. How did you sure. decide to even, how did you know how creative you were? Were you a little girl sitting around sketching or what was your MO back then? <laughs> um, I sketched some. Um, more, more as like a teenager, even, even maybe even after high school, but honestly, I didn't know how, I didn't know that I could draw period because I always had this envy for people who could just draw. And I never tried it myself because I was like, I can never do that. I just always never, but when I tried, I first I wouldn't trace pictures, but I would look at them and try to copy them on, on a separate paper. But uh, painting well, you're is fabulous now. <laughs> <laughs> well, painting is a lot easier for me than drawing. Drawing, I would I do have to still work on that a lot. But but uh, either way, colors have always been a part of my life the weird thing because my name means a rainbow of colors and it's very fitting for everything in my life not just hair but anything and it's it's too bad that I wasn't the one who created the Prismacolor pencils <laughs> ah yes <laughs> <laughs> You bet. Well, uh, how did you, uh, I know you own your own salon in Tucson now. M, like the M in music, Impress. And it's at, in, um, it's a, on Oracle. What's the address? It's 7090 North Oracle Road. Okay. Sweetie. And uh, your, do you have an email or a, phone number that you want to share with the audience yeah it's 520-869-0198 so and here. i'm in studio number 10 at sola salons okay I'm on oracle okay well why don't you tell us a little bit about how you approach uh someone's hair i mean like if somebody comes in 
of course, you're listening to them, but what is your overall methodology in, uh, let's start with hairstyle and then we'll get into color, but hairstyle. Well, first, I really do start listening to them. And at the same time, I'm analyzing their hair, looking at the texture, looking at the density, looking at the porosity and its health, its overall health to make sure that what they want can be achieved. Okay. And maybe it's not something that they know they want that I would suggest, but something that I know would help them in their daily lives and for them to be able to style their hair at least close to how I can style it. If not right on the money, I hope that all my clients can go home and style their their hair and good does the salon every day. Yes, because you want them to be able to do it themselves unless they're going to come in every week, which I know right. a lot of clients can do that. But you know, most- that's actually dropped out a lot more. Uh, there's not a lot of people coming in once a week for their hair. Yeah. There's a lot more of, I want this to last months, yes. which that is also not realistic, but it is more sought out for now than mm-hmm. then. Right. More people than watch, watching their dollars with all the inflation and uh, gas prices and grocery prices. I oh, yeah. People just want to come in every four or five months or something, whereas they used to come in every month, especially if you have short hair. I've noticed some people that uh, used to have always a bob. Now they have a bob. And then they grow it out almost down to the bra, bottom of the bra line, and then they go in and cut it. And then they and then, cut it off because. Yeah. And then they go back to the bob <laughs> and they do it again. And they say, well, I just can't go in every month like I used to for my bob. I just, you know, I pull it back. I do this. I do that because, you know, with the prices of everything. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Everything, including us. I mean, we've gone up in. Well, yeah. Price. Uh, everywhere yeah yeah exactly even uh, my dentists uh the what is oh the uh, car i use sometimes to go to the airport <laughs> that i call yep. all prices seem to be uh, rising and okay well let's talk about face shapes uh the common ones circle square uh maybe i will say heart shaped or upside down triangle uh, and just an oval face or one of those longer, thinner oval faces, extra long oval. But these five I see as primary, you may see them differently, but if someone comes in and they have a oval face, you can pretty much do anything, right? Oh, you can do any hair with that I mean the oval face is the ideal which is what you are trying to get all the other shapes to mimic okay so that's what we can do with hair is you know if you do have a heart-shaped face then a full bang is is a way to go and hair away from the face apart from the bang that's going to give you a nice oval face or a square face where you're going to want some frame to minimize the line a little bit because the rest is going to go and a little you know you could do a little bit of a side bang or even a curtain bang with that shape as well because that will only show the ovalness of the square kind of soften the square soften. A little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. and the jawline yeah so do you do layers with that or do you do yeah wisp- you would do layers wispy, wispy things and and or- you don't have to do a ton of layers, but the face framing for the front. But a softer long layer is also really flattering on square shape. Okay. Uh, what about a, the extra long oval? You know, like Jerry Hall, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, people that have a very oval long face. I tend to like long hair. You know, but. I do too. And sometimes they 
tend to go shorter thinking that that's going to minimize, but I personally do think long hair looks better on that face shape because it just goes with it. It doesn't make it look longer, which is the illusion they think that it would happen at times, but yeah, I mean, longer layers, fuller yes. hair, it's going to be flattering for sure. Yeah, I Even agree. And a little bit of a side bang or or face framing as well for them, but yeah. longer hair. Yeah, or wavy or mm, yes. partial curl or like you say, layered, because it gives it more volume, which seems to bring it out a little bit on the sides, but uh, it just, it just always looks right. I've noticed a few times in uh, Vogue when they take someone and try to make them not how you think of them, you know, they want to change them. Like I remember years ago, uh, they did one of Jerry Hall. This is after she was a top model and she got married and had her kids and stuff. And they cut her hair into a bob and dyed it white. And I thought, why do that? That isn't how we think of Jerry Hall, you know? And then they did something similar once with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. And I said, no, I think they do better on their own. Thank you very much. Yeah, the dark with highlighted hair. I like, I love that on Sarah Jessica Parker with when she has the chunkier highlights because she's mm-hmm. got such fantastic curly hair. Yes. She, I mean, her hairdresser does her well. I think so, so too. I've always, I've always liked her hair when it was her, her hair. What about a round face? How do you round like- face? I would, I would more suggest a, uh, a straighter, a little longer. It doesn't have to be too long. It can be just right. a little to the to the bottom of the neck, or even there's even times where round faces look fantastic in bobs. I've seen it, and it looks yeah like the best yeah. on them. So there's another misconception that happens a lot with the round face. You know. It's the cheek to minimize on that part. Yeah. So the bob actually will do that. It will come down to their face and thin it out. I also think that depending on the face and the skin tone and whatever the most viable uh, features are, like I know this absolutely beautiful girl, actually she was on the show, Stevie Rose. And she used to have, uh, she has a rounded, kind of it round a heart shaped face, I'll say. I'm not an expert on that. You would know. Yeah. But, but, uh, and she's tall and she's a good, she's about a 16, 18 and just a beautiful face with beautiful eyes. And she got her long, long straight hair cut into like a pixie. And I think it looks adorable on her because her eyes just pop. And she is so beautiful and her skin is just gorgeous. So it worked, you know, and yeah, I knew that, you know, so I guess, some, you know, the happens. Rule, like, rules are made to be broken. I <laughs> don't always apply. Absolutely. Be- and she has a great that's, personality. That's consultation too. All has, it's all involved yeah. in the con- consultation. You want their, their lifestyle their clothing style, their, uh, what they were willing to do on a daily basis as far as makeup and hair. Like their job. Yep. And yeah. Like if job, they're a lawyer, a jobs, it's different. Uh-huh. Require the well, you know, every medical field, everybody in the medical field, they always have to put it up. So they t- tend and need longer hair is not always flattering, yes. but I try to make it to where it would be flattering when they do have it down and they're out and about. So it really yeah. factors, everything factors in. Um, and that's yeah. why these rules are just not, they're not set in stone. That's for sure. Yeah. Lifestyle has a lot to do with it. I know all the ballerinas with a the lot. very long hair, cause they always have to put it up in a bun, right? you know, and there's, People that teach 
uh, dance or they teach aerobics or Pilates or kickboxing or whatever, or if your lifestyle um, is that you're a runner or you're a bodybuilder or whatever it is that you do for your exercise, you have to, you know, you, for me, you know, right now, yoga, Pilates, walking, whatever, I can have just about whatever here. But uh, when I was younger and did a whole lot of weightlifting before I started having problems with my back, I did heavy weightlifting and I just had to get that hair out of the way because you could not catch it, you know, when you're down doing bench presses, you know what I mean? You can't catch your hair or anyone else who's spotted. So I do think that has a lot to do with it. And I, I want to talk a little bit more about personality because I know that that just has to be a lot to do with it. I mean, I've said this before on the show, uh, sometimes when people stay with me and they don't get their luggage or whatever, and they're similar to my size or uh, whatever, they'll wear my clothes and they'll say, I feel funny in your clothes. You know, I would never pick this out or something like that. And, and I'll think, oh, but you look so good in it. But then I'll have to realize that they don't have my personality. So my clothes on them, maybe just, it, it doesn't represent who they are. And I do think Absolutely that's not. important. Well, they would clothes. feel like they're you though. <laughs> they're yeah, like, they'll, they'll, and I've even helped people shop and I've had to learn just like you are so good at that, but I had to learn how to quit infusing my personality because I had uh, a friend that I helped find clothes. And then one night, when she was going out for dinner, her husband said, oh, my gosh, you look like Melody. That looks like something Melody wear." <laughs> she immediately took it off and then took it back. And I don't blame her. Nobody wants to look like somebody else. But I have somebody else. Yeah. I've had to really shush my own and think of them and their life. Yeah. And Renee Rose is someone that I helped pick out her clothes. And she's the naughty book writer. And she does romance novels and she, and, you know, she's an edgy girl and she's a dancer and she's very in touch with her body, has a beautiful body, but she's shorter and she knows she's got broader shoulders, teeny waist, a great butt, you know, shorter legs. But I always have to give her a little edge because that's who she is, you know, and that's what she wants, you know, throw that leather jacket in there, make that skirt shorter on her because that's, that's her, you know, and the yeah. shoes and the shoes uh, a little bit thicker and a little bit uh, platform or yes. modern or, ed- you know, edgy. And you, Prisma, have such a great style. I mean, you know how to dress your body. Of course, you have a beautiful hourglass figure, but, and your skin is gorgeous uh, Olive, and you know how to dress. And I'm sure that sometimes, even though I'm supposed to be talking about personality and hair, I think you also take <laughs> note of how somebody dresses. I don't know that you see them uh, outside Absolutely. of your office, but some of your clients are also some of your good friends. And uh, I wonder if... Uh, well, it's all on the presentation for sure. Yeah, and you could almost. You're I mean, like not a everybody stylist. cares about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody cares about that. But being trained the way I was, um, it's it's been embedded in me. And like I, even before I started doing Harry, I grew up with my Mexican mom and my Mexican dad, and they are are always in tip top shape. They're not not a hair out of place. My mom will not leave the house as if she was going to church. (laughs) So she's, you know, she's going to, she's going to be presentable. She's going to do her makeup. She's going to do her hair, even if she's not wearing a church dress, but like her head's going to look like she's going out to church. So it's not, it wasn't really allowed. (laughs) You had to take care. <laughs> you go play outside and get. Had to wash that hair and put your makeup on. Up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's second nature to me. Yep, I always liked it too. I mean, I think I just was in 
I was born that way. My mother says by the time I got my snowsuit all coordinated, uh, everybody else was coming inside from the snow. So I would always <laughs> be too late because <laughs> I also hated I also hated getting up early. So there you go. Well, let's talk a little bit about skin tone. And if somebody comes in and they have, say, a color of skin that you don't think goes with the color they want to do their hair, do you show them all the different colors of blonde so they can see which ones marry with their skin tone? Absolutely. Because I, you know, I've seen, and I used to do my hair sometimes. I didn't think it actually went with my skin tone, but uh, I think that's important. It's very important. And that is one of the things in the consultations where it's, it's going to be, you'll appreciate it. Or, I mean, most of the time they do appreciate it because if I am going to give my personal opinion, it's and you're asking me to do form this service for you because before in my career learning learning this and being here now well a while ago so I had this client who came in with long beautiful red hair colored hair of course but dark beautiful red hair and and I don't know what was going on on in her life because I was I wasn't thinking to ask then I was just like okay you want change let's do it it's a huge change she showed me a picture of about uh, above the shoulder length hair and more like a golden blonde a gold it was very gold and we did it it took about six hours, we did it. And by the end of the day, when we were styling it, it was horrible. It was exactly what she showed me she wanted. Yeah. But it did not go good on her. It was not for her. I immediately for her missed that long red hair, but we cut it off. But so the only thing that we could do was go back to that red. Yeah. And that's what we, so she just ended up needing a haircut is what it was. And we went through all that and tortured her hair for nothing. So I have learned my lesson since then. It's always been in my head that I'm not, I'm not going to do what everybody wants me to do all the time, because if it's not right, I'll, I'll have the sense for one, I do use my intuition with Yes. with my client if they tell me that i want this but i am like well your hair will do that and this color is not very achievable or it won't it won't look the way you think it will and i will be honest and they mostly appreciate that have i lost some from that maybe <laughs> i don't yeah. know though because yeah. it doesn't even matter well you think they try on wigs work. first Anytime I was going to do that's a exactly major what I color change, Absolutely. downtown Tucson has that wig store. And I went Not in anymore. Oh, it's gone. It's uh, gone. And that's uh, the too bad. Thing. That lady was great. I'd go yeah. down there and I, and I tried on all different colors of hair down there to see. And, you know, there weren't that many that I thought I looked that good in. I did think I looked good in red hair. My husband doesn't because he doesn't, he likes red hair with porcelain. Huh? What? He likes you no matter what. Yeah, I know. But I thought (laughs) I looked good in the red, but because my girlfriend had red hair, she dyed her hair red. Um, Dr. Michelle Granger, and she had similar skin color to mine, a little bit yellow in it, and she could tan. Back then I could tan, now I can't tan, but I am too fair to tan now. But I think that I could pull off red hair, but just like Kelly. Also with the red hair, there's two types of red hair. Yeah. And that's also a factor. So you have the red-orange hair, 
mm-hmm. then you have the violet red hair. Yeah, the, the blue, blue like burgundy, bluey. Yeah. Then you or have even the, a lighter, even if it's just a bright red, but it has the what's blue the the red color that that reddish reddish blonde? What's that called? Strawberry. Yeah, strawberry blondes. Yeah, strawberry also. blonde. So you can you can also have a strawberry blonde with a violet undertone or a copper undertone. Okay. So the strawberry blonde's more the level of red. And I always I always tell people black is a one and platinum is a ten. Okay. Or okay. Platinum is a twelve, but blonde blonde mean being a ten. So you're at like a eight, nine with the strawberry blonde. Okay. So you're very, it's very light red. Yeah. So again, part, the red is mm-hmm. not as, it doesn't matter as much as what tone of red. Uh, there you go. You and I think that's, that's the essence most right there. Can do red. Yes. Most yeah. people can do red, but it unfortunately lasts two weeks and that's uh, the yeah <laughs> that washes out yeah yeah because I even at one time did have uh I did low lights in red instead of uh, a brown color or a copper color I did actually a ready copper color and I actually really liked it and John was okay with it but he still just likes blonde with more blonde you know <laughs> My mother is the same way, so I didn't get yep. to do that for too long. But what is the biggest problem you see with skin tone and hair color? What do they want to do when you have to get your colors out and put it up to their skin and explain? Is it blondes more than anything else? Um, it's it's a little further than that now. It's hard to even it's with the with the younger crowd, I guess you know, the whole, every color on the spectrum that's out there, that you know, all these rainbow colors that it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. with certain things. What's, when it's going to matter is when you are a professional in your career and working in adult. So that's when it's going to matter. And at that point, you're also thinking about your gray hair. And covering that up, mm. so that also has to be incorporated in the in the whole result of it all. But uh, it's not hard, obviously. And in, in with me doing it, you know, I've been doing it a long time now. But to formulate for however many percentage of gray hair there is involved is how I would formulate. But um, I feel like I'm getting off track of the question. But so the skin tones these days, I mean, it's still pretty basic. You're still wanting to go back to basics with that. So if you have cool skin tone and your hair is lighter on, then go with the more golden blonde for the cooler skin tone so it doesn't drown you out. So it doesn't match your skin. Or if you have like green or yellow under undertones and you have dark hair, then go with the chocolate brown, go with a uh, even a cool brown would work, but depending on how dark they go. So my skin tone has green undertone. So green and mm-hmm, I have a green undertone, okay. but Black hair looks best on me. I can do red hair as well, uh, but don't like that it lasts two weeks. So I pick the black hair and I just, I like the darkest dark, dark you can ever get on my hair is what yeah, I love. I love yours that to. way too. Because your eyes are dark and yeah. beautiful eyebrows and it just seems to go, you know, and I love you and all the bright lipsticks so, <laughs> so yeah, I and with that. the, with the dark color, hair I can't wear and, bright and lipsticks also, and also with your style because you can wear yep. any color basically particularly I love those bright colors on you like the bright sapphire the bright fuchsia purple 
emerald green, those colors look amazing on you with your dark skin and your dark hair. And the makeup can be a little bolder. I want to bring up something I was just thinking about because uh, most of the younger people that I know, uh, like my nieces and uh, my sister's children. And I mean, I'm talking from kids eight years old and older, they all like products, products for their hair. So what are some of the products like, let's just say if you have very thin hair, uh, and of course, I know you're going to ask me, it depends on the texture, but let's see if it's thin, <laughs> thin, fine hair, thin, fine hair and soft, almost can tangle by looking at it. But if it's, and well, let's don't say it's thin. Well, I, I'm going to. Let me just redo that. What are you going to do? Let's just say thin, fine hair. And then I want to say fine hair that is, they have a lot of it. Say it's thick, but it's super fragile and fine and soft and and they want to wear it straight. So if it's thin, what do you suggest? If they're going to wear it straight, all they need is a, I, my favorite product, the hair and skin treatment oil man joy it's an intensive hair and skin treatment oil uh, there's two different kinds which the other oil is not as user friendly i get i would say as the what's the name of it again intensive what's hair and skin incentive intensive intensive oil intensive hair and skin treatment oil okay intensive hair and skirt and skin treatment oil Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The what if you want it to be wavy or makers orange? Uh, same. What do you use on thin hair if you want it to have more volume? So if I wanted to have more volume and they're uh, wanting longevity, there's also I I use the whole well most of the line, but most of it's Formula 18, which is the same company, but. Uh, it's a bonding line. So what I use, I mean, I would only really tell you what I would use on them because of what I do every day. And I'm not going to suggest a product that I don't have available at my salon because I also don't know how it works. Yeah. So, I mean, what I would use is I have the volume is the volumizing gel and with the oil as well volumizing gel and you still use the oil yeah a little bit of the oil in there just to give it that slip because that slip is what's going to allow the hair to be like nice and silky and movable uh okay using the gel by itself on certain people has helped but all hair if especially like the tangly type the tangle will always put that oil in there just for that slip because it prevents the tangles from happening not 100 of course nothing's 100 but it's better than not okay the other the other part of that was the fine hair that's there's a lot of it let's say you have fine hair and you have a whole lot out of it but it's very fragile and the person wants their hair to be either medium to long if they well i guess if they can have a lot of it but if it's too fragile it won't grow past a certain length before it starts looking stringy so that would be determined of course in the consultation or at at an appointment um and i say in the consultation because there's a consultation every single appointment because we're making sure that we're on the right track doing the same thing or if there's something that's not satisfa- satisfactory and you need to change it we need to talk about the change that needs to happen so i will say in the consultation pretty much every time you're asking me a question but um because it's very important it's the most important part of the service so uh, without a good 
consultation, without a good consultation, you won't have a desired hairstyle. Yes. Um, something will go wrong. And there could be even a half an hour consultation, but if some things are left unsaid by either party, it also can go wrong. So we want it to go right. So asking the right questions yes. this is what I've learned to develop throughout these. Um, as for, you know, and, and like, it's really hard to say in general, but yeah, say they have long, thick hair, very fine, and they just want it cleaned up. So I would just look to where it shows me, it'll tell me where I need to cut it off. Mm-hmm. But to be gone and what needs to be saved because it's all in the shape. It'll it'll show show you pretty much. You're looking at this long layered hair, but at the bottom you have just this tail. Yeah, that doesn't go with the rest of the haircut. So that's what I cut off right there. Yeah, cut off that tail, fix up the layers, and your hairstyle is brand new and and makes a world of difference but that's for sure well i what other products uh just in in, i don't know if you can say in general but let me ask this because i have had so many people ask me and i say well you know i tell them what i used but i what what gives your hair shine let's say your hair like my hair is very bleached because i bleach it blonde and it's kind of a dirty dark ash without all the bleach but with the blonde in there and sometimes I can't get shine so I bought a hairspray with shine and I've purchased uh, I think I don't know what I bought whatever's in your office like the two I had two or three brands from you that I spray on after my hair is done and it's kind of an oil but it'll make my hair shiny. But if I want, if I don't want to wash my hair every day, which I do not because it dries my hair out even more. And also because I'm very, very lazy and I don't want to wash it every day. And my hair is thick, not as thick as it used to be, but it is thick. So I use these things sparingly, but if I am going out and I'm going to wave my hair, I use a hairspray that makes it shiny, but I don't know, there might be the best ones that I don't know about. Do you know some that you think are great? Um, for for shine, it sometimes it is hard to find because you don't want it to weigh your style down. Right, and that is a big hard thing that you find yes. with shine Wait. sprays. Or, yes. yes. So, in that case, I would probably just run some of that serum over your hair at the end just to give it that shine. I also have, it's more, it's less of sprays used and more of serums and oils. Okay. Um, I have a shine oil that's just called shine and it's a finisher. So you just rub a a little pea size, you emulsify that in your hands and run it through the rest of your hair, just wipe it on the rest of your hair and it'll add the shine. Um, with finer hair, it's hard to want to put that on there because it weigh it down. A lot of oils will weigh it down. With fine hair, and say if it's not a lot of hair, medium to, to uh, thin, you kind of want to get away from so much product because too much product will yeah. weigh it down. It'll prevent okay. it from giving it the style that is desired. Hairspray is typically the thing used the most for that kind of hair. And you want to set on this shit with the hairspray and let it be. Otherwise, it's too much and it will get greasy. And throughout the day, it'll just flop. Okay. Let me ask you something else because uh i um i've asked this to other um not hairstylists but other people that i have i used a a hypnotist once and i used uh 
honor. I think that was the only person I asked actually. Oh, and another, uh, um, before I met you, when I first moved here, I had another nail person and I asked her this, uh, but I've read about it that sometimes people do trades. Like if say you want a, a facial or a microdermabrasion and some other service uh, master is great at doing facials and you uh, do the hair, do you get involved in the trading kind of thing or does that, has that proven to not be the best way to go? I mean, Only you have a large family, so I'm sure you have a lot of them <laughs> that want to, you know, don't, aren't you like the ninth child or something? No, well, having the large family, I also have a large amount of hairstylists in there. So it's oh, not okay. distributed around. So <laughs> honestly, I don't really even do that many family members because of my aunt salon. They pretty much all go there. Okay. And there's plenty of my family members that work there still. So it's not a big yeah. deal either way, but uh, I love seeing my, my family in chair. Of course you do. It's awesome. They're but awesome. Um, but as far as trading, like within the business, me, yeah, I mean, trade's a big deal. It's a big thing because if we don't have to spend the money I could use for a bill, but we can trade services, fantastic, you know, <laughs> but say- on that okay well, I can't get mine done I need to pay that bill anyways so I'm gonna need you to pay actual money so that's just in that cases but with me every month I get my facials done with my cousin who's an esthetician and I pay her yeah. I pay her what she wants me to pay her and I have no problem Mm -hmm. uh, okay. so I, I expect the same respect mm -hmm. okay okay I just wanted to see where we were with that where you know master stylists are with that the other thing I, I mean I'll even trade if I need some electrical work done like if it's a trade more better than than cash can allow then yes so be it I think it's yeah. fantastic that we can offer each other as we can't do ourselves Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's great, but I just wanted to know, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask, and I know you have many, many other interests, but, uh, and I want to talk about that and, um, uh, everything because I know you, I think you're fabulous at interior design, fabulous at artwork. I know you do tarot and many, uh, many other six sense sort of things, but um, what are some of your other interests? I think it's always interesting. Creative people usually have multiple interests, and I think you're one of those people, like I mentioned before, Annie Margarita, who does so many different things. So do you. So, and I know yeah. your main focus is your hair and your nails. I know that, but just on your own and other interests that you have. Yeah, um, I mean, so our listeners definitely to know tarot you. is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, tarot yes. is a, it's a big part of my life, but I enjoy the heck out of my cricket now. I haven't painted in a while because when I got this cricket, I started trying to learn everything that I can about it. My favorite thing to do on it is to make shirts or decals for uh, sort tumblers or even cars. I like to make the decals and uh, through it, I designed my logo for my salon, which was fun. What's it called? Cricket? Cricket. What did yeah. you say? It's a, it's a vinyl cutting machine. It's not just vinyl cutting, but that's what I use it for. It's vinyl. Wow. Uh, design it on, on the Cricut design space, and then it cuts it through there. You, it sends it to cut on the Cricut. Wow. That's interesting. It's real fun. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, I've made like so many things. 
I put together my nephew's girlfriend's baby shower and I used the Cricut lot. I did decal a lot of the decorations. I even made decorations, put them together with paper. Um, yeah, I painted a lot of for that stuff too. But you do, do yeah, you do men's, to do. Uh, not to change the subject, but you also yeah. do men's haircuts because I know I do. John, I've never seen a better cut on my husband than when you did it until told him he needs to sign up and get booked with you because you're busy and I don't want anyone else cutting his hair because you did an incredible job. Somehow <laughs> the way his hair lays now and it just looks more modern, but it's still conservative because my husband's very conservative, yes. but it yes. looks fabulous. So you do men's you. hair and children. Do you do children? Or I just do children adults? as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, and you've done babies. I've, I, it's not my favorite because they have, you have to get them used to, it and I get a little nervous, but uh, yeah. I honestly will tell the parents if the baby's screaming, this is not the time to get their hair cut. Change yeah. Yeah. the time because forcing yeah. the babies, they're only going to get scared even more. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, anybody's hair. It's not. Is it getting, are the girls and boys getting younger that want to color their hair? Because I've seen some pretty young girls like that have highlights and color colors in their hair. I mean, they're eight years old. Is that common? It's getting more common now. It's. And boys getting highlights and permanents. Yep. I don't do perms. So, uh, but yes, so I will recommend other people to do them for them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, the boys are the ones getting the, the perms right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Off of the football player in Kansas City Chiefs that has the curls on the top. Curls and all my nephews, yeah, yeah, my nephews got that and all got those and they look really cute. But, um, I think it's, you know, a lot of trends pop up on TikTok and football players and come lots of different places. But what do you see trending for 2022 and what has been going on and what do you see going on for fall, winter and holiday with hair? If there are any trending styles and colors? Well, it's the typical trends that happen at fall. Everybody wants to go darker, uh, but the, the, what I'm seeing is because I promote a lot in my salon, I promote healthy hair and yes. there's been a lot of unhealthy techniques going on for hair these days that people are realizing that it's just been real bad. Their hair, the result has been so bad for their hair. So they're thinking going dark and not bleaching my hair anymore because it's in terrible shape. And I 100% agree with that because it's, I mean, they see it for themselves. They're seeing Mm -hmm. that all these bleach trends have done is mess up their hair. Yeah. They are not keeping that thing. Be able to keep up your, get that mask that you're supposed to be using every week. Use that product that your stylist has recommended that you use every day since you've bleached your hair. Use all the products that they have recommended because of that, because it's Mm -hmm. not just a selling point. It's to help keep your hair on your head. So exactly. Yeah. There's. I've always done a lot of oil treatments and different kinds of things with my hair. And I did let it grow out. It took three years. I kept cutting it off. And finally, it took three and a half years. And no, I didn't like it dark. And neither did my mother. Neither did most anybody. But (laughs) 
My older sister liked it fine. And a lot of my brunette friends liked it fine. But that was about it. And they said welcome. And then when I got the show, when I heard from uh, the Variety Channel and they uh, wanted me to do a show, I decided, oh, I got to go blonde and I got to go back to my Bob. And I came right in and said, hey, Prisma, I'm going to get my hair blonde again. And I and it was almost my- out of my control with how much blonde we went, but it was perfect, wasn't it? <laughs> I loved it. It was beautiful. <laughs> and then everybody, I mean, my friends that weren't saying anything said, oh, I'm so glad you went back on. And, uh, yeah. and then my mother was happy again. John was happy again. And actually, it just made me happier. I can't explain it. I feel pretty it's because with it's hair. your personality. And I was born a towhead. And yep. it just started getting a little darker when I was about 14. It got ashier and my mom started highlighting it. You know, we started with light and bright, wow. you know, and then, you know, sun in. I, this is all too old oh, for yeah. you to even know about. Oh, no, I remember that. Sun I in. used it before when I was younger, too. Was and like, then uh, finally, we just... It was very popular uh, to be platinum blonde. So I went platinum when I was a freshman in high school and I kept it until I was about a sophomore in college. Then I started reverse frosting my hair and had the brown mixed with the blonde. And then I've pretty much done that. But I at times go lighter like I am now going lighter. But, you know, it's always a situation where you have to you know, revitalize your hair if it gets too, 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 too dead, dried and broken. You've simply got to, you know, heal it. And then you have to go do something else like grow it out for a while or add more brown and let it lie and just don't do anything for a while. Well, we're getting just about to the end of our show. We got a few more minutes. Is there anything you want to talk about that I've missed, Prisma? Because if you do, let's talk about it. Um. I didn't talk about thick hair or razor cuts or layering or shags. Yeah, we were supposed to be talking about what's trending, and I interrupted you. So go back to the... Oh, yeah, just the the fall hair is dark. Yeah. What else? For blondes, adding low lights. For uh, natural brunettes, it's going back to their natural or even a little darker or redder. Um, it's just the time now, the sun is not as strong. It's a lot easier to maintain that kind of color, especially red, um, mm-hmm. or they're wanting to heal their hair and that's going to be their hair color for the next couple of years. Um, so that's really what's going on right now. Um, the shag is a big deal right now too. the shag with the curtain bangs, the curtain bangs are, they're still in effect. Uh, they were a lot more popular at the beginning of summer mm-hmm. uh, or actually in the spring. But, um, it's still a very flattering look for a lot of women. The curtain bangs, bangs are and- very beautiful. Yeah. And since the sun is going to be less strong and it's going to be colder, bangs are okay right now. I always suggest them not to start in the summer because it will stick to their forehead but unless they're already <laughs> used to it by then, then let's do it. But bangs are always a big question. If mm-hmm. uh, one of the other girls and I have this running saying, we say, do you want bangs or do you need therapy? <laughs> because they always <laughs> So... That's when I use my intuition to make sure, okay, you really want bangs. Let's do bangs. Or you're thinking, but you're not sure. If you're not sure, I'm not doing them. Definitely not. Because yeah. if you're not sure, that means you, you don't really want them. Because it takes you forever think you to need grow to them out. Something else. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the it other thing. It takes forever to grow it out. You and know? it's very and aggravating I, I, in the process. I'm into more of the side bang these days, more yeah. of a longish side bang that you could either blend it in or you can make it stand out, whatever you want to do, depending yeah. on if you have straight or wavy hair. And I'm finding that 
uh, also as I'm aging, uh, I think a little more softness in the hair is more becoming to me than so straight. I mean, I like my hair straight, but uh, sometimes I just think I look prettier if my hair has got a little movement, you know, and I think that's when the layers come in. Yeah. Um, I have seen a few uh, videos on uh, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, where I see women 45 and over and they have some soft layers in their hair. And I think it looks very pretty, you know, it looks absolutely. Pretty. And I think, you know, that looks good. And I, I think the shags are great to bring those back and they're doing them in a little, in a newer way than they did. In a newer way. Yeah. They always modify the shag, which I like yeah. because Otherwise, it would still be just an old dated style. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. The what do you think about razor cuts? These are with the current bang and layers. Yeah, yeah. The razor ra- cuts are a lot more depending on their hair texture and what, whether that hair can look good with the razor, razor cut. Is it yeah, more for coarse, thick hair? Definitely not. It- Quite the opposite. Oh. It's more for What's fine it- hair. Yeah, the oh. coarse hair you don't want to use the razor on because it makes it look just frizzy and fried. Okay. So it can make it, it can give it just this, this bushy, yes. manageable texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have to be very careful with any kind of texturization in my hair, especially when I was younger and had three times more hair than I do now. Absolutely. I would go in and get a layered cut and I would look like Miss Buffon. It would just be puffed. And then I'd have this hair hanging on the bottom and I'd say, what did you do? And I really, the only thing was make it straight. That's the only thing I could do was to actually make a straight. And of course, Straightening yep. irons weren't the big deal. So I had to work with, uh, you know, just actual getting iron. it straight. Yeah, <laughs> ironing and actually, well, I didn't actually iron my hair because I always had bleach on it. But what oh. I did do is I used the most ginormous rollers you could ever find yes. and do that yep. and then just sleep on it, you know, and not wash it for three or four days so that it could just get straighter. Mm-hmm. And it was a pain in the butt. And then there did come a time uh, where I did, I was able to go to someone who knew how to kind of lean my hair out and do some long layers. Long layers was the key. And not even starting until about here, you know, kind of like the old pictures you see of Farrah Fawcett. But it was, that's when I did the layering. But um, and I'm not saying I wouldn't ever do it again, but I. No, I, layering is better than than texturizing for some hair, for a lot of hair, really. And I've throughout the years, I've learned that, too, because texturizing was, was huge when I first started doing hair. And that's what we do to everybody's hair. I can cut any cut and mess it up and it and it'll look fine. So, but that was when the flat iron came out and everyone was straightening their hair. Yeah. So I was, it was easy to get away with. Well, when that flat ironing turned sour because people were overusing it and it was drying their hair just the same. So we had to stop doing that and they would figure out their haircut was not as well as, as good as they wanted it to be. So I had to learn how to fix it and Mm -hmm. how I learned how to fix it was to layer it a certain way to where you don't need to texturize your hair, but you can have it feel lighter without it looking here. So layers was what it was. Um, Yeah. Do you ever... Oh, and sometimes I will texturize the layers at the bottom couple inches and it won't look fried. It won't look bushy, but it won't grow the thinning of the hair out into texture, which is what makes it look bushy. Oh, okay. That's a good tip. Does, I'll just ask this before I sign off, just because I, it popped into my head. Uh, 
you know, because my show, a lot of times, uh, well, the bases of the show are the body shapes and the waist lengths. Do body shapes ever come into play with you? Or is that just part of the overall? It um, does. Gestalt? It does. Because it also, well, the body shape come in as much as their style does. So how they dress for their body and how they feel comfortable dressing is where it comes in. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Prisma. Um, Let me say that I thank you so much for being on the show today, Prisma. Uh, Prisma is my master stylist and colorist, and I love her dearly. And we also uh, share our tarot interests together. And so you never know, we maybe have to do a show about that sometime, Prisma, and I'll bring you back on next year and we'll we'll do Tarot. But uh, I want to thank you. Okay, I'd like that. Uh, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your very, 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 very busy schedule and with your son's busy schedule to take time to uh, be on my show. And I want to thank you very much. And thank you, Prisma. And this is Melody Edmondson signing off from the Space of the Waste, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.